Hi everyone, my name's Caitlin. Welcome back to Emphasis on the Ish. Today we're going to be talking about 26 things that I learned in my 26 years. I chose the number 26, obviously because I'm 26, but also because I was born on March 26th. So this year when I turned 26, it was my golden birthday, which in case you don't know what that is, whenever you turn the age of the date that you were born, right? So I turned 26 on March 26th, but if you turn 13 on April 13th, that's your golden birthday. So whenever your numbers match up, okay? And for some of you, it might have been when you were literally like one year old and you didn't even know. But luckily, I was able to wait until I was 26 and then celebrate it in proper fashion. So today I'm going to go through the 26 things, and there's so many more, obviously, that I learned in my 26 years, but these are more of, I would say, the ones that I've learned recently. Some of these I probably already knew, maybe when I was younger, but a lot of them I've just learned recently. So let's actually say that I learned them while I was in my 20s, I would say. So like 26 things that I learned in my 20s specifically. Before we actually dive into the list, I just want to say that I hope everyone is having a wonderful July. It is so sunny. It is so hot. I live in Pennsylvania, so if anyone else is listening and lives in Pennsylvania, it's hot, baby. Like, this is gross. It's humid. But, you know, if I was at the beach, it wouldn't mind. And I'm, it wouldn't mind. What, Caitlin? The earth? <laughs> I wouldn't mind. I'm actually going to the beach tomorrow well actually you'll be listening this to this thursday morning i'm going to the beach thursday night so i'm gonna go there for a couple days spend it with my roommates and one of my roommates families and just relax i literally just want to lay on the beach like just put me on the beach for days that's all i need right now all right so let's just jump right into it so i'm just gonna go through each one some of these are a little bit deeper than others. Some of them are literally like skills that I've learned recently or in my 20s or my 26 years, whatever. Some of them are a little bit more deep. So let's start with number one. You have no idea what is going on in anyone's life at any point, no matter how much you think you do. So be kind. This, I think I learned... I would say a couple years ago, I mean, I've always been a kind person. I've never, I've tried to never really judge anybody or be rude or be a bully or anything. But a couple years ago, when I started student teaching, and just to preface this, not every single thing I learned is going to have a story, but I just know where this one came from. A couple years ago, I was student teaching and then I was subbing. And when I started subbing, I was subbing in a school where... Let's just say the students had a lot going on, okay? They had a lot of trauma. They had a lot going on at home. And half of it, we never even get to know about. So I instilled this lesson or this idea into my first real group of fifth graders. And I told them, like, you literally, you might think that's your best friend, but you have no idea what is going on in their lives or what they have to deal with or what they were just told or how their day's going. So just be kind, just be nice because there's literally no point in being rude. It's just unnecessary. So just be kind no matter what. Number two is judgment is stupid and judging people is stupid. There's no reason to do it. 
judgment and bullying, which I kind of feel like are the same thing sometimes, stem from your own insecurities. And once you become secure with who you are, you don't really feel the need to judge anymore because you realize that other people doing a certain thing or wearing a certain type of clothing has literally nothing to do with you. So there's no point in judging other people. Like I hate, and I'm going to be honest, do I judge? Yeah, sometimes I do. But for the most part, I really try not to because I hate when I hear like, oh my God, like who does she think she is wearing those pants? Like she thinks she's her wearing those pants. Like who cares? So I just feel like you have to remind yourself People doing certain things has literally nothing to do with you. It's so irrelevant to you. So why even waste your energy on being negative and judging them? Like there's no point. So no judgment, people. Okay, number three. If he wanted to, he would. This applies to talking, texting, dates, whatever. Okay, and this applies to my girlies that date these men that we have to deal with. You should never, ever, ever have to beg for somebody's attention, let alone a man, okay? If he wants to talk to you, he's going to talk to you. If he wants to text you, he's going to text you. If he wants to take you out on a cute date, he's going to take you out on a cute date. And if he doesn't, and if he's not answering you and he's not doing whatever, okay, obviously he could be busy. Like, let's not be dramatic. But if you're putting in all this effort and there's like nothing coming back, sister, let that man go. Okay, he doesn't want to talk to you. He doesn't want to date you. He's either has, you know, some other plans in mind or he's just not interested. So if he wanted to, he would just remember that. Okay, number four, it's okay to rest. It's okay to chill. It's okay to do literally nothing. And I'm going to be honest, I am a person that is still learning this. I'm not good at just sitting around doing nothing and like relaxing. I constantly feel like I have to do something, but I'm getting better at kind of just enjoying rest days or, you know, taking an hour to just chill in the middle of my day. Because if you don't, you're going to drive yourself crazy and you're going to be exhausted and it's just not worth it. So if you're just like me and you have to like go, go, go all the time and always have something to do. Just remind yourself once in a while that it's okay to rest and it's okay to relax because your body needs that at the end of the day. All right, number five, baby. We got 21 more to go. (laughs) Number five is cherish the time that you have with the people you love the most. Time goes so fast and you never know what tomorrow is going to bring. So just make sure you visit your family members if you can or your friends, or whoever you love and cherish in your life, make sure you make the time for them, and you see them, and you do things with them, and you make memories, because those are the things that are going to last at the end of the day, and always make sure you call them back. If they call you, call them back, because you know, my Nana used to call me a lot, and I used to not answer because I was doing stuff, but I didn't call her back the one day, and then that was it, sister. So super sad, trying not to cry. That's why we're just going to make it short and sweet. But just make time and cherish the time that you do have with the people you love the most. You're never going to get enough. So, you know, if somebody in your life who's important to you does pass away or something happens, just know that you spend as much time with them as you were supposed to. And could you always have more? 
absolutely. But we never know when it's when the time is going to be up. So just cherish the time that you have. Try to see them. Try to talk to them and make an effort because at the end of the day, it will be worth it. Number six, you are right where you are supposed to be at any given time and everything happens for a reason. I always hear people being like, oh my gosh, but I'm supposed to be married at this age, have kids by this age, be in a house, but I have to get married before I get a house or I have to get married before I have a baby, blah, 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 blah. And although that is my belief, like I would prefer to be married before I have children, you literally don't know when something's going to happen. Everything happens for a reason and there's no timeline. There's no due date on your life. Well, I guess unless you have a baby, (laughs) then there's literally a due date. But even that is like a rough estimate. Like who is actually born on their due date? I would love to know. Like if you were born on your due date, can you let me know? Because I feel like even that never happens or rarely happens. So I think this is something I actually learned a lot younger than a lot of people is everything happens when it's supposed to. And although you might be like freaking out and being like, how is this my life right now? This friend is pregnant. This friend's married. This friend's whatever. You are where you are supposed to be. Okay. So don't freak out. You got this. Everything happens how it should. Number seven is independence is the most important thing you can have. And I actually have a whole episode about this. I don't remember. Oh my gosh, I'm so terrible. I don't remember which episode this is, (laughs) but go back in my playlist, in my emphasis on the ish playlist. And it's, I'm pretty sure it's called the importance of independence, but I could be wrong. But independence and having independence and being independent is so important. You need to learn to have your alone time and enjoy doing things on your own. You have to learn to try new things that maybe you would ask somebody else to do in the past. Like try to do things yourself and learn things yourself because at the end of the day, you truly, truly, truly only have you. No matter who you're surrounded by, no matter if you're really close with your mom or your brother or whatever, you at the end of the day, you have to focus on yourself and be there for yourself. So you have to learn how to be independent. Number eight, I wrote budgeting, but not really, because I feel like that's something I'm still learning. And it was a huge wake up call when I moved into my own apartment, I guess you could say my own house with my roommates. Budgeting is huge. And learning how to not spend money on dumb shit like if you really want something go get it girl all right because you know you only live once so like you might as well go get it but if you can't afford that purse right now because you got to save for your rent like you have to figure out your priorities you have to understand what you really want versus what you need at the time and i've done a lot of things or a not a lot of things but i've tried a lot of different ways to budget And one thing that I really like to do, and my roommates and I do this sometimes too, is we'll pick, you know, a couple months out of the year where it's money that is spent in that month is strictly for things that I need, not things that I want. And if I really want it, I can wait for it. So I'm actually doing that in July, which is funny because I'm recording that in July, but July for me is is like no excess spending month. So even though I really want these Nike sneakers, I'm not going to buy them until August because I don't need them right now. I have sneakers at work. I don't need them right now. And although they're cute and they would look so cute on me, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. I'm going to see if I still want them in a month. And if I do, I'm going to get them. 
Number nine is be your 100% authentic self. There is no point in trying to be somebody else because everyone's already taken. I know you've heard that quote before. You might as well do what makes you happy and don't worry about what other people think about it because first of all, their opinions don't matter. They shouldn't be judging you. And if they're friends of yours, they should be pushing you to be your 100% authentic self. They should be pushing you to get better and better and grow and truly be yourself. So do what you want to do. Do what makes you happy. If painting in the park makes you happy, bring all your supplies. Bring your canvas, bring your canvas stand, bring your paintbrushes, a cup of water, and paint. Because if that's going to make you happy, no matter what people think about the end result, do it. If wearing cute matching fits to the gym makes you happy aka me (laughs) do it no matter if people are going to stare at you or people are going to be like why are you wearing a whole ass pink outfit because i look cute what are you talking about do what makes you happy at the end of the day be yourself it does not matter what other people think and once you start realizing that and loving yourself you're not even going to care what other people think and you're only going to do what makes you happy all right guys we're up to number 10 Balance is key, and this applies to work, this applies to friends, this applies to working out, this applies to food, it applies to every single aspect of your life. You need balance. You cannot be working out seven days a week for two hours every day and not have time off for your body to rest. You need to work out, but you also need to rest. You cannot be eating cheeseburger after cheeseburger after cheeseburger every day and not have a veggie ever. But you also can't do the other way because then you'll never be happy. So you have to find some kind of balance in your life where you don't have too much of one or the other. You have a little bit of both and you're healthy and you're doing good and you know, you're maintaining your work ethic and your nutrition, but also giving yourself a little bit of leeway with, you know, having a sweet every once in a while or taking a day off and doing nothing every once in a while, which like I said before, is something I'm learning to do. So you have to have balance in your life. And also, I think it's important to have a balance between work and like going out and hanging out with your friends and doing fun things. Because if you just work your life away, like, what are you here for? You have to experience things and travel and go out with your friends and just do different things that are fun so that again you can maintain that balance number 11 is it's okay to let go of some people in your life the people that you grow up with are not going to be in your life forever some of your family members might not even be in your life forever and it's okay to let them go some people might be negative influences on your life they might refuse to grow with you this could be a friendship this could be a relationship and sometimes you know it's okay to kind of distance yourself and kind of just let them move on and move away and kind of get out of your space and out of your circle because it's bringing you down and at the end of the day you truly have to think about yourself and the people around you and are they helping you grow are they you know, inspiring you or cheering for you when you succeed? Or are they bringing you down? And if they're bringing you down, they got to go, baby boo, because we don't have time for negativity around here. And friendship breakups are real, dude. Like a lot of people, when you hear the word breakup, you think, you know, you and your boyfriend split or you and your girlfriend or whatever. But friendship breakups, dude, 
those are those are crazy, but they are real and they're sometimes very necessary and you become a better person for it. All right, number 12, I'm sure you've heard before, and I actually wasn't going to include it because I thought it was so cliche, but it's so true. And it's you cannot be in a healthy and loving relationship if you don't love yourself first. And I like I said, I know this sounds corny, I know it sounds cliche, but it's really true. And it it doesn't mean, I want to clarify, it doesn't mean that you have to be 100% healed and perfect and like you don't hate anything about yourself ever because that's not realistic. And even if you are single and still in your self-love journey, there's going to be days where you do hate your legs or you do hate the outfit you're wearing or you want to rip your hair out because you look it looks ratchet as hell. But you have to be able to pull yourself out of that insecurity and love yourself through it because if you can't, how are you going to do that for somebody else? And how are you going to show up when they're at 40% and they need your 60%? Do you know what I'm saying? So you need to be at a point where you can healthily, is healthily a word? I feel like I should know that as a teacher. (laughs) Healthily grow with someone while also growing yourself and not be insecure because insecurity in any relationship is not it, sis. Like, that is not fun. I've been there, done that. That is not fun. So make sure you go through your self-love journey. I know it's hard. It's a lot of work and it takes time. But make sure you go through that so that you can not only be the best version for yourself, but for any future relationship that you have. All right, halfway there. Number 13, ask questions. I know this probably seems like simple or funny, but if you don't understand something, ask. Like, and this applies to anything. This could be if you're in a training for your job and you're like, what are they talking about? But you're like, no, I'm not going to ask because I don't want to seem stupid and I I don't want to seem like the only person here who has no idea what's going on. Who cares? Ask. Because at the end of the day, if you don't, you're going to be stuck and you're going to have no idea what to do. And you're going to be like, damn, I should have asked. So just ask. Don't sit there and act like you know what's going on if you don't. Just ask. No question is stupid. And even if you're going to ask like a coworker later, just make sure you ask because you don't want to mess something up. You'd rather just know and do it how you're supposed to do it than having to go back and redo something because you didn't get it. All right, so number 14, this came to me as I was writing these and I was like, well, obviously, I guess they all did. Oh my God. But this one, I was just like, oh my God, I have to say this because this is something I learned recently. I would say within the last five years or so that I have been like preaching because I just think it's so important. And that is no texting while driving. And I know, I know you see the billboards. I know you hear like... (laughs) the older people saying like, you shouldn't be texting while driving. Why are you on your phone? But it's, it's honestly true. Like this shit pisses me off. I'm going to be honest. I used to do this all the time. Like for when I first got my license, I was like, ah, whatever. People do it all the time. But in the last couple of years, I really, really, really have tried not to go on my phone while driving. Like if I need to put a map on or something, okay, I'll do that. But I'm not going to be holding my phone with one hand on the steering wheel, blah, blah, blah. No, like I have it there to look at when needed. But I really try not to answer texts when I'm driving. If I have to, like if it's my mom or something, I'll use like talk to text or I'll send a voice message or something like that, or I'll call them, right? And I'll put them in my little cup holder, (laughs) which a lot of people listening probably are like, yeah, she does that. But I'll call them and put them in my cup holder and talk to them that way. 
because it's honestly, it's just not worth it. Like one text can wait, okay? Because it's not worth your life. And so many people are like, that's not gonna be me. That's not gonna be me. I'm, I text all the time, I'm fine. But you, you literally just never know. So just don't do it. You might as well not do it. And it makes me so mad when I see people do it, especially when they have like a baby in the back seat. Like, I'm like, are you stupid? Like, what if you killed that child right now? Would your text be more important? Like, just stop. So just don't do it, people. Don't do it. All right, number 15. We're calming down a little bit after that one. Number 15, you are replaceable. Now, this doesn't, that probably sounds super harsh. This doesn't mean like in your relationships or your family or anything like that or your friendships because there is no way in the world that you are replaceable. But in a job or in a company or a school district, or a big corporation, bro, they don't care about you. You are just another body. You are just another brick in the wall. Okay, if we like that song, I like that song. So do your job and do it well, but put yourself first. If you're feeling sick, don't go in that day. Trust me, they'll get somebody else. If you have a family emergency, that is so much more important than a job. And when I tell you you are replaceable, like... They could fire you on the spot any minute. And you have to keep that in the back of your head when you're staying there late and doing all this extra work. Yes, it's appreciated to a point, but at the end of the day, they don't care, dude. And they will replace you so quick. So just remember that. You are just another brick in the wall, baby. All right, number 16, get out of your comfort zone. Try something new. I know it's scary, trust me because I've been doing it a lot lately, but you got to do it. You got to travel on your own and go somewhere. Think of like Emily in Paris. Like she was so scared to go to Paris, but look at how her life blossomed. (laughs) I know it's not real, but truly, 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 truly get out of your comfort zone. Continue to try something new, whether whether it literally just be like a new food or a new kind of clothing brand or something, maybe a new style or a new sport, or a new position in your company, or your job, like, try it, because the worst that could happen is that you're not good at it, and okay, then you just try the next thing, like, I, this summer, I'm teaching ESY, and for any of you non-teachers out there, that stands for extended school year, which is basically a summer school that offers more support, and structure, and routine for any student, Um, typically with an IEP that needs, you know, that constant support to kind of keep them at their grade level where they need to be. So I'm not a special ed teacher, okay? I'm a general education teacher, fifth grade. And this summer I took on the position of an ESY teacher for third and fourth grade, which is so crazy to me. And it's so much work. And I give special ed teachers all of the props in the world because it's a lot. And I would not be able to do it every day. So the fact that I'm doing it this summer is a whole new learning experience for me, and I really appreciate it. But if I never would have done that, then maybe I never would have had that, that strong appreciation for my, you know, my special ed colleagues or for the students who do need that extra support. So um, it's really interesting, and I'm glad I did it, but it's definitely you know a learning experience for sure. And I would say my podcast is also something that's completely out of my comfort zone. I love talking to people and having good conversation and deep conversation, but sometimes I get a little nervous about what they're going to think 
of what I say. And although I literally preach so many times, like who cares what people think, when you're talking about a specific topic that you feel like you know so much about and someone comes back and kind of like harps on you a little bit about it, it's kind of intimidating. So I feel like with my podcast, I'm learning and I'm trying something new, but I'm also being able to spread a lot of information to hopefully a lot of people and kind of take on a new position in my life and just add something else. Well, add something else to my schedule after I just told everybody to rest. (laughs) But do you know what I'm saying? I feel like I'm rambling. I'm gonna move on to the next one, but I feel like you know what I'm talking about. All right, so it looks like I'm already at 25 minutes, so I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep it short and sweet. Number 17, nobody is as worried about you as you think they are. <laughs> and this kind of goes with number nine, but nobody's concerned about what you're doing, okay? They're worrying about themselves. And as much as you probably think they're staring at you and they're judging you and they're like, what is that girl doing? And that's how they spend their whole entire life. They're not, okay? If they're looking at you, it's probably because they think you're beautiful or hot or whatever. So just don't worry about it. No one is as worried about you as you think. Okay. And that is something that is so important to remember because then it helps you continue to do your own thing and not really think about what other people are going to think. Number 18, it is so important to take breaks from social media. For those people out there in the world that don't have social media, first of all, I give you props. Second of all, sometimes I wish I was you. Social media can have, you know, positive aspects. It can have the ability to connect people and, you know, have them create certain things and make it wonderful. But sometimes it can be so negative and such a waste of time. And you're sitting there scrolling for hours when you could be out in nature or at the beach or working or getting something done or cleaning or whatever it is. So make sure you take a break here and there. Delete the app if you have to. Sometimes I'll do that for like a week or a month. I'll delete, you know, social or social media, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, whatever it may be, and just kind of get away from it for a while. And it is so nice. It's so nice. And yes, I do have the urge to kind of go back on it and check it because you, you know, FOMO, you don't want to feel like you're missing out on something, but it allows you to be more present and calm and stress-free and it's just amazing. So 10 out of 10 would recommend. Okay, so the next couple ones are ones that I thought of really quick that are like some skills or things that I've just realized recently. And I think, you know, a lot of them are from me moving out and kind of living on my own and also from the things that have just happened in the past year and a half of my life. So number 19, I've learned how to replace a toilet seat. I know, hold the applause, people. It's crazy. But somehow, actually, I know exactly how our toilet seat got cracked. My ex-roommate sat on it and it cracked. I'm gonna just be honest. And she tried to play it off like she didn't crack it, but she did. So of course, you know, Caitlin being the handyman that she is, handywoman, had to order a toilet seat, take off the old one, put the new one on, and I felt awesome, okay? You don't need no man over here. It's, oh, I almost said my address. (laughs) All right, number 20. Neighbors are annoying as you know what, okay? And I never thought that before because when I was growing up, I loved the neighbors that I had. And not that I don't like the neighbors that I have now, but like I live in a townhome, so they're very close to me. And I hear their conversations at 12 a.m. when I'm trying to sleep. Or I had this one over here who's smoking cigarettes and weed all the time and like drifts in through my windows. And it's just absolutely disgusting. And maybe I would like neighbors if they were like 
further down a little bit and there was like a grass patch in between us. But since there's currently not, neighbors are annoying. Okay. And in the future, I would like to live somewhere where I have a lot of yard. That way I can like separate myself a little bit, you know? Number 21, your house does not always have to be perfectly clean. I learned this maybe three months ago. Okay. Because I am a clean freak and I get it from my mom and I know that. And like, I might have stuff all over the place, but crumbs and dust and like stuff on the countertops freaks me out. Okay. And when people leave like just stuff everywhere, it freaks me out and I have to clean it. And like, if it's not clean, then I start to freak out and like get super stressed and get anxious. And it's not a fun time, but my roommates have taught me that like, and other people at school actually have taught me, it doesn't always have to be clean. Like it's lived in there's gonna be stuff left around and it's okay and i think i also had to realize like if i can leave my stuff around the house and be okay with it i have to also be okay with my roommates doing that or like when i lived with my parents you know if my dad like left something somewhere i would like freak out but i have to be okay with it because i would do the same thing i don't know maybe it's just a me thing but i did learn it doesn't have to be perfectly clean and i think i've gotten a lot better number 22 You never truly know somebody until you live with them. (laughs) Ask my psycho ex-roommate. No, I'm just kidding. Actually, I'm not at all. But I don't really know how much I can say about that on the podcast. So I'm not going to go into detail. But basically, I had this psycho ex-roommate. Wouldn't that be funny if she listened to this? She probably... Actually, she might because she was kind of obsessed with me. But um, yeah, you never really know somebody until you live with them. And unfortunately you know lauren and i had to live with her and go through that and find that out but she gone now so we're good number 23 things and possessions mean literally nothing at the end of the day like literally nothing and i had this realization when i was standing in my nana and pappy's house after they both passed away and i was just surrounded by their stuff like by their couches, by their shirts, by their plates, by the sign on the wall. And I just stood there and I don't know what made it come to me, but I literally just standing there like, you know, bawling my eyes out. And I'm like, none of this stuff matters. Like at the end of the day, you're either going to throw it away Or you're going to give it to somebody else who's later going to give it to somebody else who's later going to give it to somebody else. And like, it does not matter. And it's all just temporary happiness. And although like the pillow I'm staring at right now, this cute Ray Dunn home sweet home teal pillow is so cute. But when I pass away, is that coming with me and making me happy? No, it's probably going to go in the trash if it even makes it that long. (laughs) But honestly... I just stood there in their living room. And I remember saying to my aunt and my mom, I was like, none of this stuff matters. Like, it's truly just the memories and the love and the time spent together. Possessions mean nothing. All right, we're almost done. And if you've made it this far, you're amazing. Number 24, not every response needs to be a paragraph. Like, And we're talking more of like emails or if someone texted you something you don't like and you got to respond. Not everything needs to be a well-organized introduction, conclusion, five-paragraph essay. Sometimes you have to save your energy and just say, okay, or thank you so much, or 
that sounds great, even if it doesn't. Because sometimes you just have to conserve your own energy and not put it all out there in a paragraph. Sometimes you just got to do it. Number 25, you can only do so much. This applies to, well, when I wrote it, I was thinking of like, if you have somebody in your life that's going through something and they come to you for advice or if they have health issues and you're trying to help them, if they're, you know, if they have a drug addiction and you're trying to help them get off it and get healthy and whatever, you can only do so much for other people. At the end of the day, it's up to them how they live their lives. And, you know, if they're coming to you for advice in a friendship and they're like, I don't know what to do. She's doing this. She's being like this. And you give them advice and they don't follow it. That's up to them at the end of the day. And you can't feel bad about yourself for other people not taking your advice and not following um, your guidance. So you can only do so much. And especially with people in your family who might have health problems, you are not, you know, the medicine person you are not going to heal like the ultimate healer of wounds like you can really only do you can only be there to support them you can only be there to love them and hope that everything gets better for them number 26 the last one guys i feel like i kind of talked about this already when i said you know cherish the time that you have with your family and everything like that but i wrote time flies bro (laughs) And I feel like I've been saying bro and dude a lot, which I don't know why, but I kind of like it. So whatever. Time flies. Like as I sit here and I'm writing these out, I'm like, I am 26 years old. And I know that's young. Okay. But it means I'm almost 30, which is crazy, which means that, you know, my brother will be in his 30s at that point. My parents will be in their 60s at that point. Like, it's just crazy to me how fast time flies and how quickly you grow up And your body ages and you look different and you're in different states of your life. But I feel like at some points, your mind and like mentally, you still feel young and you still feel like sometimes I still feel like I'm like 18 years old and like I need my parents to do everything for me. And I'm how could I possibly have my own classroom and be a teacher? Like, I'm not old enough to do that. But like, yes, I am. I'm 26. Like, it's just crazy. Time just flies. And that goes back to, you know, cherishing every single day and being present and just being with the people you love and doing things that have meaning and just sometimes sitting and kind of, you know, just taking it all in and realizing like, okay, I'm proud of myself. I got to 26. That's awesome. Not everybody gets to do that. So it's just crazy when you think about it. And even writing like 26 things I've learned, like there's so many more that I've learned down to like, you know, addition and subtraction (laughs) but like those are basic things you know what I mean those aren't like lessons those are like skills but also I keep saying like I've learned that about myself but I've known that since I was like seven so but all right I'm gonna stop because this is a long one this is a long one but a good one you know because I feel I feel as though I'm gonna try not to say like I feel as though I gave a lot of good information and good advice But I also kind of just reflected and, oh my gosh, did I say like? I feel like I just said like. Did I say like? (laughs) This one is all over the place. I got to stop. Okay. It was a good one. I hope you enjoyed it. I'll see you in the next one. Bye.